and welcome to From the Rooftops, where this is a podcast about superheroes. That's Clay. And that's Talon. And today we're going to talk about The Punisher, because I just finished watching that series and... Man, fuck all that shit! Uh, black, y'all, and I'm black, y'all, and I'm blacker than black, and I'm black, y'all, and I'm black, y'all... Uh, so I guess we're going to talk about Black Panther. Y- yeah. <laughs> yeah. Alright, so... Yeah. Uh, now, I haven't seen Black Panther yet. Mm. Well, too bad for you. You're going yep. to hear about the entire goddamn movie. <laughs> and I'm okay with that. Uh, I do intend to see it, uh, but my, my, you know, that, that just, just for perspective. And also, after our last conversation about them, I went back and double-checked what I thought I knew about Black Panther and reading some wiki articles and some, and some comic stuff. And I realized that, one, I never really knew that much about Black Panther. And two, what I did know is, like, 20 years old at this point. So, I'm effectively okay. the... I, I'm I'm going to be the one sitting next to Clay, going, "What's that guy? Is that Chappie?" So Clay, <sighs> you've uh, you seen Black Panther? Yeah, the fuck, I saw Black Panther. I'm pretty sure like everybody within like ten feet around me didn't hear Black Panther, but they all saw it. <laughs> <laughs> I, I I I cannot I cannot shake the image of you smacking the person next to you in the arm every single time and going purple shit. Actually, at one point, one of the guys who was in our group, he, he was just like jamming out to the song in a particular like triumphant moment for Killmonger. I was like, hey, hey, don't you dance to that. That's a <laughs> He's a baddie. <laughs> <laughs> the, 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 the music is great, though. Like, I mean, fucking Kendrick Lamar is working. Well, Kendrick Lamar is working on the soundtrack. I don't think he's working on the score, but even the score is great. <laughs> I had to go look shit up. <laughs> There are some songs that sounded better in my head after I left and I looked them up and I was like, oh, I thought that awesome part was longer and had a different, you know, rhythm to it, but it's still good. <laughs> I It left a stronger impression on me than the actual song. R- rather, like, like, let, 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 let's just go, let's go with that. Clay, just, just, just give your feel. Share your story of the story. How, how do you feel about it? Okay, well, before we do that, um... It's interesting, because, like, okay, I had, like, a Black Panther phase for a while there, like, when I was about 15, 16, uh-huh. uh, and that was during the Hudlin run, and then I got kind of sick of Black Panther, and I would later realize I was mostly just sick of Hudlin, <laughs> but, like, then nothing, like, really good followed up, because, like, here's the trick, right? T'Challa's not an interesting person, right? And he's not an interesting character, but, like, the idea of all the shit around him is amazing. And so, there's a lot of that in the movie. There's a lot of Wakanda in the movie, and, mm-hmm. like, the characters, like, all of the other characters around him feel way more fleshed out, and, you know, have a, a big moment, even though he's still the main character, he's still the star. And fucking Jadwick Boseman is playing a T'Challa that I can actually get with, because T'Challa has historically, to me, been, like, he always has, uh, like, Phil Lamar's Africa voice in his head, in my head. And sometimes he is voiced by Phil Lamar, you know? It's like, you know, the law of the jungle, look for Wakanda! And he's all, like, <laughs> big bass, and he's very serious, and you're know, like, okay, dude, that, turn it off. Please. But, like, because, like, there's this thing, like, it, this is whenever, like, a writer comes on, and they want to, this is the thing they do a lot, when they want to push on, and they make him do, like, the most amazing things, and he's just the greatest badass. So, like, two of the most, like, influential Black Panther runs are two guys trying really hard to prove to you that the Black Panther is really, really badass. And that's about it. Really badass. It's like, fucking, like, 
give me something, you know. And I got and Chadwick Boseman is playing like a person, like a real person. That's the joke of you know the freeze thing where like you, you want to see the funniest shit where the man like kills twenty dudes, stop, stands up, looks at this girl he knows, he's just like, hey. <laughs> <laughs> That's, that's the that's the I never freeze joke because like they're going to save like Nakia and she's like a spy because Wakanda has spies everywhere and this is very important to like it's an important like pivotal moment like oh yeah there's spies everywhere and that shit didn't go so well way back in ninety two and that's that's why there's a killmonger mm-hmm. who moms um, kills yeah yeah he does that's why he's all that's why he looks like a Lego man because those are all monged kills. <laughs> Oh boy, it's uh Michael Jordan's Michael B. Jordan because there's other Michael Jordans out there. Is like his dad, in... Michael A. Jordan. Is no. <laughs> playing like just just in case you thought that was exclusively a white people thing. No, sometimes that's a tragic dad thing done in other cultures as well. Wait, no, wait. Hold on. See, now you're making me think that's a real thing. Fuck off. <laughs> What? No, I know a guy. I know a guy who is. No, who... I don't know what his dad's name is. I, you're not even making no, me. No, think. no, 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 no. My, Michael B. Jordan's dad is Michael A. Jordan. Fuck off. Really? <laughs> really? It, it's like how I have a friend who who we all call Jeremy, but his first name is Hugh because it's his dad's first name, and all the way back, seventeen generations, they're all named Hugh. You're right. What the fuck? <laughs> and they all go by their middle name. Yeah. No, I'm the, I'm the third one of mine, which is why I don't use that name, or at least I try not to. They use it in my fucking job, but fun. <laughs> yeah, I also just got it from a bad person, you know that guy. Um, mm-hmm. Anyway, um, he's he's being he's being very American, and it's like he feels like an obnoxious American who came to this like ancient African place. He's like, yeah, what's up, niggas? We doing some shit now. Like, what? No, 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 no. <laughs> what, what, what are you doing? This is not. We don't do this here. And he's like, nah. <laughs> I'm gonna do some hood shit. (laughs) (laughs) I'm not gonna lie. We're gonna do some hood shit. It's gonna be in my head now when I watch that movie. (laughs) Uh, yes. There's. I have a really. I'm only allowed to laugh at that a bit. I have a very. You can laugh whatever the fuck you want to, nigga. That's your life. (laughs) I, I. have a soft spot for people who do that. Yeah. Like, just, just kick over the fucking table. Uh, I'm like on, a, on a on a like so so here's here's a bit of an odd tangent because um, this isn't about Black Panther but it is about a, a black um, uh, a hero movie or a hero series at the moment. Uh, black Lightning. <laughs> hey, happy uh, happy February, everybody! Happy February! Yeah, yeah. Fuck it, yeah. The coldest, <laughs> shortest month of the year. You coldest? It's the fucking oh. Get the fuck out of here. <laughs> Sorry, it's the hottest month of the year for us. We've had multiple 40 degrees. It's still days. the worst month of the year, then. <laughs> Sorry. But uh, Black Lightning, uh, it, it's a small thing, and I'm not going to like get into like the hard part of the series or any like deeper themes or anything, because, oh my god, it's so not my place to talk about that stuff. But uh, in the second episode of Black Lightning, uh, I, I, I am a great aficionado of the utter beatdown to well-chosen music in movies and TV series. Like, I, I, I love those moments where, where a really good song is used to counterpoint with a character just getting the, the biggest ass-kicking. And it used to be that one of my favorite examples of this was from uh, Netflix's... Sorry, it was from, was from uh, 
The Blacklist, where there's a sequence where James Spader goes around killing a huge number of people to the tune uh, When the Man Comes Around by Johnny Cash, which is like a, it's a gospel track. It's, yeah. it's talking about the literal apocalypse. It's a very cool track. <laughs> Black Lightning outdid it. <laughs> it. They're doing pretty good with that show, just in terms of, like, I mean, again, all, all the black stuff is being very good with their music, you know? Yeah. Luke Cage. Oh, well, yeah. <laughs> your, well, your reference pool is better. In general, just like just like in better, because most of the artists, most of the artists, the, the black artists aren't getting used at all by other shows. So you just have more stuff that sounds, you know, that hasn't been used a dozen times before. Like fucking hallelujah. Do not set anything in a movie to hallelujah anymore. We have done it enough. What about the sex? Uh, but you know, in, in Black Lightning, in Black Lightning episode two, uh, I, don't, I don't know how much of an explanation you claim for this. The listener might need this. Uh, there's a sequence where, uh, where, where Black Lightning kicks the shit out of a building full of gangsters to Billy Paul's Black Enough For You. And, uh, that was a trip for me. Because, <laughs> cause, like, I don't, I don't know if there is, like, a black culture version of dad rock, but, <laughs> but Billy Paul is some dad rock ass music. <laughs> and that song almost killed his career entirely because it was... Like, he's when Billy Paul recorded that, he was 40. Yeah, and he's coming off of Mrs. Jones. Yeah, and Mrs. Jones is a beautiful song. And so everyone's like, oh, Billy Paul, that lovely, that lovely crooning, sad, sexy song. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And and, and then he comes into squelchy organ and, and literally saying, we're going to march two by two. Like, scare the shit out of every white listener. Or, or, now, consider, instead of that, just bark at motherfuckers. Because that's gonna work. <laughs> I... <laughs> Yo, okay, M'Baku, like, is the fucking, All right. the fucking thing of the movie. Because, like... M'Baku, Tell me about M'Baku. M'Baku fucking sucks in the comics. He sucks so much. <laughs> he fucking sucks so much. Everybody who likes Black Panther does Like, he showed... The most memorable thing he ever did in my life was he got drunk... And he was talking to Spider-Man about how he came to get vengeance during the, like, when he got, when Black Panther got married to Storm to that little bit. And he showed up at the yep. wedding. And he's like, well, I showed up to crash the wedding because they didn't invite me. But then they told me I was on the list. So, <laughs> I, if you had told me I was going to fucking, like, the best fucking character in that movie, <laughs> I would have laughed in your fucking face. Oh man, he's like he's really the best. Like, ah, I can't even fucking put like. Okay, so like they have the big ceremony where like this is right after this comes right after Civil War, right? So you've seen Civil War, I think. Uh, uh, I actually haven't. Oh, I haven't seen. Well, he. uh, Sorry, no. Civil War, I have seen. Winter Soldier, I haven't. Winter Soldier is the one that's not on Netflix for no reason I can understand. So you you've seen Chadwick and you know what happens to to Shaka? Yes. Okay, yes. so right after that, like, in Wakanda, if you're the Black Panther, if you're the king of Wakanda, because there's these multiple tribes, and the, the white ape tribe, the Jabari tribe, like, a billion years ago said, nah, fuck y'all, we're going in the mountains, and I guess the kingdom never goes to talk to them, which is some bullshit on its own level, and he, like, he just, he, sit, he sits there when they finally, when he comes back, because, like, when he first shows up, he gets in the big, like, ceremonial fight, because if you're the king of Wakanda, when you are to be crowned in the movie at least 
any any of the other tribes can send their like representative to challenge him. And like none of the other tribes want to challenge him. They're like, no, nah, we good. We you know, he's he's the man. And and then like fucking Mulaku just shows up with his folks. Like first time they've seen the Jabari in like fifty years. <laughs> and they just like roll up <laughs> all, all painted up like nah <laughs> like, fuck you and fuck your guns and fuck all this. I'm coming for that ass. And then he loses. <laughs> <laughs> it's the most like fucking pro wrestling shit ever and so then like you know they like the Forrest Whitaker like takes the like cause like the Black Panther is basically like Captain America and hey folks here's some you know Premier's hey canon, canon moments I say I say that the Project Rebirth serum the stuff they gave to Captain America was like the result of like 15 German soldiers dying to get like one little piece of heart shaped herb and yep. bring it back and they're like, what do we do with this? I'm going to figure it out because Black Panther killed like a million of us to get it. <laughs> uh, that's in my head, right? Right. And like, same deal. You know, enhanced strength, speed, agility, senses, all like post-peak human. And so they're like, but you can't fight people like this. So here's anti-heart-shaped herb stuff. And go ahead and fight this like nine-foot motherfucker. <laughs> And the funniest shit was, like, at a certain point, they like, we need somebody. The only one we can think of is M'Baku. And we have this one piece of the herb. I'm like, why? He's like, a thousand pounds. Later in the movie, <laughs> he throws a guy for no reason with one hand. Like, like casually. Like, what are we going to do? <laughs> Enhance his eyesight? <laughs> Fuck out of here. <laughs> oh, it's, yes. It's now like... I don't need glasses. <laughs> from, from, like, the, the ultimate... A uh, uh, white person comparison. It's like Obelisk in in uh, Asterisk and Obelix. It's like, yeah, you can give him magic potion and it makes him a little bit stronger, but oh boy, it's fucking. Uh, so, but you know, he shows up and he catches it. Like it's a fight. It's supposed to be a fight to the death or to you know tap. And mm-hmm. he's like, you're gonna have to fucking kill me. And even like stabs deep in the man's chest, like. Charlie gets stabbed in the chest like four times in this movie. <laughs> like mm-hmm. super hard too. Not like him like a little stab. Like brr, almost coming out. And so then he fucking <laughs> like, you know, eventually, you know, he gets him in a lock. And he's like, you know, submit, submit. He's about to kill him. And they say, okay, fine. Fuck it. Fuck y'all. We're going back to the mountains. And then he's gone for the rest of the movie. And then like, T'Challa has a bad moment and they think he's dead. And fucking Killmonger like burns off. Actually, can I stop for a moment? Yeah, yeah. This, is, this bugs me. So it's called the heart-shaped herb. And you eat it. And certain versions of the comics, it's supposed to be, like, poisonous to anybody who's not in the royal family, which is its own thing. But you take it, you have, like, a spirit journey, and you go to you go to the afterlife, and you meet your, you know, whoever. You meet the other Black Panthers, and, you know, Chala does this twice, Killmonger does this once. The thing that bugs me every time is, why didn't they give it a fucking name in the movie? It's called the Heart-Shaped Herb. Like, you could call it something anything it's like saying get the green flower the rose the green flower the to the green flower like anything fucking call it the spirit or something <laughs> it's more it's more words to not name the thing but they just that's what they call it in the comics i guess and so they went with that but yeah like it goes through the little spirit quest and they find t'challa and mbaka is like well he didn't kill me so here he is uh, y'all get y'all shit together and get the fuck out of my house. Because <laughs> he's not going to come help them fight the war. He's like, no, fuck y'all. Y'all haven't been here to talk to us ever. <laughs> the first Black Panther to be here just happened to float up onto the shore. 
and we just scooped him up. This is the visit. Fuck y'all. <laughs> it, it sounds, and I know this sounds a bit ridiculous, it sounds like there's a lot more value put on, like, actual respect. Oh, like, the, there's, there's implications of this, like, war that took place, and which led to, like, the Panther Clan becoming the head. But we never get all that. We just know there was a war, and the Panther Tribe came out on top, and the other tribes fell behind, except for Jabari, who fucked off. Mm-hmm. Didn't fuck off to another country, or they they said, nah, we're not gonna get involved at all. Because they could have easily, like, you know, gone to Nigeria, or gone to England and said, hey, they got vibranium, and we know how, you know, they could have done some shit, but like, nah, we're just gonna live in the mountains, we're gonna fish, we're gonna mind our fucking business, and fuck y'all. And like, that speaks so much because like again in the comics he's just like a shit villain and i can easily imagine him that guy like in that context going and like calling doom or fucking namor but this guy's like no but also like i'm not going to bring colonialism no i'm good i have my beef with you but this is between you and me and (laughs) Mm. (laughs) and it's even funnier because that also, that's the barking thing, because, like, Everett Ross is there. And for those in the comics, like, Priest, uh, Christopher Priest created this guy called Everett Ross as sort of, like, the intro character. And he's just, like, this dork who's, like, a liaison. Like, a white guy who's a Wakanda with liaison. In the movie, he's just a CIA agent. He was in Civil War. He was around. You know, and he met T'Challa. And apparently they, you know, at least respect each other, kind of. So he shows up and he gets involved, not necessarily intentionally, their paths cross. And so when all the shit goes down, he's with them, and he's, you know, tries, you know, say something about the situation, and, and then Mabaka and his people start barking at the nigga, and he's like, no. <laughs> <laughs> this is a Wakanda conversation, sir. <laughs> <laughs> so so it, it's the Wakanda, well, it's the not Wakanda proper, but it's, it, it is kind of like the Wakandan version of stay in your lane. <laughs> Somebody's going to get fucking arrested for barking at white people. <laughs> <laughs> and the white people are gonna deserve it <laughs> uh, oh man but uh um they do a good job of like uh, they took a lot from like the more recent run of black panther like again we're like, like the focus on wakanda and to a certain degree like questioning whether it's even a good to have a king which I don't think they fully dove into like you know hey monarchy is bad they didn't do that but so- they did Mm-hmm. So on on the note of monarchy is bad because this is actually something that are in these comics that I can kind of talk to because again I haven't seen this movie and I don't know that much about Black Panther so I don't want to be sitting here running my goddamn mouth about shit I don't know anything about and also I just love hearing Clay be happy and enthusiastic about things it's great and you all should really be tuning in for that anytime but um so when it comes to monarchy so so like in in the real world monarchy is a pretty easy system to see problems with like as a system you can just point to the fact that all you need is one incompetent boob and the whole thing fails right or just one hood nigga who's here to burn shit but but in the context of of a superhero universe like black panther's in the 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 one incompetent boob problem gets a bit weird when you remember that that you can actually have someone whose superpower is running a country good And, and i don't and i don't like no, that makes the argument actually interesting because one of the things in the real world is it's super easy to point out that kingship sucks. Like, there is no redeeming feature to kingship 
as a singular point of failure in the real world. And anyone who tells you otherwise is almost certainly a misogynist trying to sell you something. But in the context of a superhero universe, you do have the room to say, yeah, but our king is basically... Like, king is the position we use to keep our personal superhero guardian around. (sighs) See, the thing is, they do they do touch on well, the whole big thing is about like hoarding wealth to a great degree or like, you know, isolationism. Yeah. Like the whole movie is about that. Like, yeah. So again, you have the, uh, what's the name? The Hatsut Zarai. Because Wakanda's about that. Yeah. The, the, the war dogs. And these are their spies who are everywhere. And they are like living real ass lives like that. Like the you open in like 92 in California and Oakland, I think. And there's yeah. these two guys talking about, hey, we're going to do, you know, we're going to sell these arms and do this and that and the third. And they hear a knock at the door and they look out and the door of Elijah is there. And like, let him in. It's like, what? He's just let him in. And they get there. It's great. It's fucking great. It's the most like Batman shit ever. So they're there. They're standing there. And then they just go, boom. And they like tap the ground and the lights go off and the lights come back on. And there's the Chaka just there. And I want to see... I gotta find out some, like, concept art of that. Because I said before that, like, Black Panther's costume is boring as hell because it's flat. And yep. it's even flatter now than it was in Civil War. Like, they smoothed it out. But T'Chaka's costume, for purple stuff, T'Chaka's yeah. costume is, he's got stuff on him. He's got, like, he's got the gold and stuff, but he's also, like, looks like he's wrapped in kente cloth and something. I was like, I didn't pay enough attention, but I think that's exactly what I wanted. It's there. Yeah. In the past. So, and- so- so, like, in, in the context of the superhero costume design that we talked about, um, flat shapes ambiguate and dehumanize the body. It, it's, it makes people look unnatural. Like, look at how many times in horror they use a silhouette of a person to make something creepy. The, yeah. the, the, the super flat, super smooth design, especially for a character with a fucking mask that obscures his expression, that is a really, uncon- that is a really easy, unconscious way to make someone look threatening or scary, but not cool. Purple shit lets you see where the arm rolls over the other arm, where the body is doing what it's doing. So, yeah, go with the purple shit. I, I advocate hard for purple shit. But the purple shit's not... Okay, the purple shit is like a gimmick. And it's, funnily enough, a gimmick I had thought about before. It's, do you like this? It's also why uh, Voltiger has roaring powers. Yeah. Because, no, because I was thinking, well, no. Because, again, when I read the priest run... Um, the this favorite thing he had to give him was like a vibrational thing, which would cause gunpowder to explode in the in the uh, in the chamber. This is a big Wakanda gimmick. So like you'd show up with your guns, oh, we're gonna shoot him, click, boom, right? Thought, Gun well, explodes yeah. in your hand, right? Because uh, you know what, vibranium and vibrations and something, yeah, you know, stuff. Vibranium does a bunch of fucking bullshit, and it does good, even good more enough bullshit. though. Good enough though. Right? Not that we should have. More shockwave and sound and vibration being followed. We can call it like the Panthers growl or something, and like that, that idea stuck in my head. And then, like, oh, and by the way, for anyone who wants to question whether or not it's sensible for vibranium to be able to do all that shit, look into what the the real world material tourmaline can do because it's amazing. Yeah. Anyway, and so, um, so this is the new like big gimmick, which is funny because like the thing that uh, Priest did was he uh, had like. A lot of little bits of technology that used, and he had like his vibranium daggers. The thing that uh, I think it's stealth freeze and coats do, where if you hit, if you hit Black Panther, the vibranium absorbs it, right? Yeah. And it stores it, and that's the purple stuff. It's so, like in the movie, you'll hit him in the chest, and like a bit of his chest will be purple, and like the yep. like Tron lines. And the more you do it, the more lines he gets, and then poof, he explodes in like a shockwave. That's so, cool. Right. 
And so most of the time he's flat black, but every time someone's shooting at him, he starts glowing more and more. And you know, then it's like, and it's, oh, it's, that's so cool. That's like that's like threat. That's like some <laughs> video game boss monster mechanics. That is that's yeah. awesome. And that's something that has to build up. So like, as a sort of, like they'll have Shuri say, "You need to fucking pop that balloon right now." <laughs> and so boom, you know. Yeah, um, I've also heard good things about Shuri. Okay, so Shuri is another, like, Hudlin thing. Like, she was introduced during his run, and she was just, like, the spunky young girl. And he's, she, she's, the, you know, the, the tough little sister. And she's that here. Yep. And for a while, she was Black Panther. Like, she grew. Like, she evolved as a character. I really like the current version of Shuri in the comics where she's, like, super mystical and spiritual. Where she yeah. has, like, Wakandan god powers and shit. Like she can turn into storms of, you know, she can turn into a plague of crows or a murder of crows. Oh, that's dope. Anyway, sorry. And she can turn into stone and she can, you know, commune with, you know, the nature and the spirits and stuff. But she's super technological. She's super technological right now. And like, that's awesome. That's not an element that she had in before. I'm curious because this movie takes a lot from this most recent run. Like, and good because that's the most interesting I've found Black Panther to be in ever. Yeah. But. I'm curious to see if she goes down that path. Because one of the things that, uh, like, Obaku says, and when he shows up and he says, you've, you've lost your way, you've let this, and he points to her, this girl who has no respect for tradition, you know, guide your <laughs> stuff. And the idea that she might, you know, draw a connection to tradition that causes her to become more mystical, a cool direction yeah. to go. That's your, that's your, that's a good logical sequence. <sighs> If I remember correctly, the the thing that kicked off her whole spiritual... Because, like, the thing was she went into a coma and then she went to the spirit world, right? And she, like, spent a lifetime there learning of the history and the magic and stuff like yeah. that. And she came out. I think it was something Thanos-related. Inevitably something Thanos-related. I... Because, like, like, she was, like, frozen in, like, space-time. Like, she, she wasn't in, like, a normal coma. She was, like, some okay. weird fucking sci-fi coma. If, right. And it and it, it was it was a reference to a thing that happened right before the run started. And like, well, then I don't know, you know. So who knows what you know? Speculating about future movies, who knows, right? Yeah, yeah. And and honestly, I'd th- I'd I'd not bother. Like the 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 Marvel movies have very clearly treated the canon as a rich thing to nick from, but not a thing to follow. And I think that's for the best. Yeah, it's uh man, <laughs> it. Like, she feels like a real teenager, but she also kind of feels like a teenager from, like, when the movie was first being produced. There's a moment where she just, like, she does, like, a meme on camera at T'Challa. <laughs> but, but it's, like, a five-year-old one. <laughs> she does the one of those to his sandals. Oh, my God. That's amazing. It's, like, super. And I'm like, mm, most imagination in, in the world, except in meme technology. I got to step that game up. Well, that, that's the thing. They're isolationist. So that meme is basically her showing off, check out this shit I smuggled in. I smuggled in a meme. I bothered to smuggle in that meme. That's about tits. So, the fuck, the, um, what? No, it's about your shoes, man. Yeah, yeah, sure. Okay. <laughs> you go for that, then. Um, I've seen the Korra fan art. I'm pretty sure that's where all the memes come from. Um, anyway. And so, like, one of the things that they have is that no people know Wakanda exists, and they just think it's like a third world country because mm-hmm. it's like this literal, like just a big ass mountain, right? And if you yep. just fly your spaceship directly into the mountain, oh, there's actual fucking Wakanda, you know? Yeah. It 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 
the old way was. Now nah, we just kill people if they come near us. And that's yeah. How. And eventually people just don't go. And so I don't know. Like they actively cultivate this image of not being all that. You know, mm-hmm. like there's a great moment at the end. Like it's in one of the post credit scenes where you know they've decided, yeah, okay, let's actually come out to the world. And they, you know, T'Challa standing there with his folks, and he says, "It's, it's time to share our." wisdom and our wealth and our secrets with the world and they go well what can a nation of farmers teach us well, fuck you <laughs> cut and like and I, I just ah i did i wish Killmarker was still alive to be there and be like oh we got something for you like because mm. the child is never gonna tell somebody to fuck themselves and i wanted <laughs> you you uh I, I don't I don't know how much of it's borne out by culture like actual culture and how much of it is just Nicolas Cage movies, but there does appear to be like this tradition that from America if you're from America you do need a black friend who has no qualms about telling people to go fuck themselves. Nah, <laughs> you don't want to you get your you get your black friend shot with that shit. <laughs> <laughs> Especially in Nick Cage movies. <sighs> but yeah, I. I you know, I'm I'm no expert on this, but yeah, I, I see. I, I I get the like you have painted an image that there is a trope already in place in my mind for, which indicates that clearly this is this this bears out to some degree of a reality as I understand it. <laughs> so so one of the things you mentioned is that uh, T'Challa is kind of boring and the world around him is interesting, right? Mm. And there there might you might see some people who use that as a as an a, like a criticism of the movie itself. Um, and and I I feel that like. It's very important as someone who understands media criticism and understands like journalism that the one thing I can bring to this conversation is here is the way people who hate this movie will talk bullshit about it. Uh, uh, you know, they, he, here are the things that people will use to try and delegitimize this movie uh, because they don't want it to succeed for some reason. I'm sure it's entirely a neutral choice um oh sure it's because they're dc fans right i mean they're yeah 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 that's that is right that's why they're standing so hard for fucking black lightning yeah yeah anyway um but in this context uh yes you can have a character who is himself kind of dull and is used to show off the world he lives in the west has this already uh it's one of the well-established and well-spread canons it's james bond James oh. Bond is a static fucking cipher. He does not change or develop much from story to story. Most of the stories don't impact one another. The point of a James Bond story is you jump in and you watch James Bond be very cool at things in a very cool world, right? It, it, I'm going to say this again. Like, T'Challa is the most interesting I've ever seen him in this because, mm-hmm. again, he's more human than he's ever been in anything else. And yeah. he does have this, like, meaningful arc of, I guess learning that the whole kingdom you know the the monarchy thing isn't so good and even learning of horrible things his father did and kept secret because surprise surprise if T'Chaka hadn't killed that guy making that arm steel who was secretly uh, a war dog spy we wouldn't have uh, Killmarger who was his son and yeah. this is this is a spoiler y'all this is a Wakandan uh, spy who went out and Saw, and this is the big message of the whole film, by the way, is he went out and he saw the world. He's like, we have everything back home and I can't let, I can't live here in fucking Oakland and see all this terrible shit happen and not do something. So yeah, I told Ulysses Claw how to get vibrating. And yeah, 
he blew some people up. But we're gonna sell vibrating. We're gonna give vibrating weapons to like revolutionaries here in this world. And Shock is like, no, we don't do that. You come back and you face, you know, judgment for your crimes. And he gets clawed in the chest for that. You know? Yeah. Like he says, well, and, fuck you. I'm gonna shoot you. And he's like, well, you're not gonna shoot me. I'm the Black fucking Panther. Stab. And- yeah. <laughs> and, and that right there is, is one of the, one of the good arguments about the, in, in the superhero universe of the moral right of kings. Because, yeah, w- what if you just always have a good king? The second you don't, you have problems. <laughs> it, it, like, this comes up again. Like, Nakia, who I guess is a variant of, like, I, I keep wanting to call her, like, Queen Divine Justice, because that's what they called her in the comics, who's, like, another, like, Wakandan spy who goes out and stops, you know, human trafficking and shit. Like, she seems to focus mostly inside of uh, Africa with her work. But she has the same thing. She's like, we can't be out here having everything and just holding it to ourselves. And like, it gets to such a point that she like breaks with T'Challa. That's why when they start the movie, they're exes. Like they used to be together. And you know, he goes to see her because like, yo, my dad died. There was a big dumb like fight in the parking lot with a bunch of like white people. And I'm gonna become king. Can you come? She's like, no, I was fucking like, look at these kids. I was saving these kids. You doing this bullshit? And he's like, what? I was like, she's like, fine, damn it, boy. And, you know, she goes back <laughs> and they have the thing, you know, and he has the big fight. And, you know, the whole time she's like, no, look, here, you you come out with the world with me as we go on some very James Bond-ass spy missions to, like, resolve some issues and you see what, what shit is. And... Yeah. And, again, he comes to learn that, yeah, we should probably fucking do things. And that's kind of where they go. Uh... Again, that's the whole you made people talking about Killmonger. That's his whole thing. He wholeheartedly agreed with his father, who was killed by Chitara. He's like, no, we, I'm going to fucking, his big, and this is fucked up, right? Like his, the, the Killmonger's big plan, besides like, fuck y'all, is, and fuck y'all is a big part of his plan, but part yep. two <laughs> is, I'm going to take all this amazing, you know, Wakandan technology, send it out to, like, smaller countries and impoverished nations, and just going to start revolutions everywhere. Because after his dad died, he ends up getting into the American military and starts doing the shit Americans do everywhere else. You know, he learns how to destabilize nations. And that's where he mongs all his kills. Mm -hmm. Doing that shit. So he's like, no, I... I learned from the best in how to fucking destroy countries, and now I'm gonna use the best materials to do it. And, which is, like, that's the big climactic thing, right? He's gonna, he's got all these ships filled with amazing stuff, and he's gonna send them away, and they have to stop him, and they have to fight a big war, and they do. Mm-hmm. And it's like, but, like, oh. <laughs> yeah. I mean, oh, people are gonna die, but, like, people have already died. Like, this. <laughs> Yeah, it, 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 it hits a moral dimension that's very, um, it's a little more intricate than a lot of superhero stories have to be, because a lot of the time the stories are able to say, hey, no, there's there's an inherent default good state of the world, and Black Panther kind of has to acknowledge that, actually, no. Right, if everything was okay, then why are you hiding, right? <laughs> yeah, if everything's okay, why do, you, why do you pretend to be a shithole African country no one cares about? Why is that something people would believe? Is it possibly because there is a shithole African country stereotype that is borne out perhaps as a byproduct of centuries of super-powered colonialism? Oh, God. Fucking... Uh, like, this... You know, now that they're remembering that this character is that character from the comics, I really want to see her hang out with fucking the Hulk. 
<laughs> I no, mean, Cho or whatever, because she teaches the whole how to make pancakes in the comics. Yeah, <laughs> just remembering that shit. It's like, oh yeah, oh yeah, that's awesome. Yeah, but no, um, that <laughs> uh, that's a difficulty, right? And yeah, like and it, it and is it is ultimately like, trying to thread a needle. The, 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 like, the lesson T'Challa learned is, oh, I'm gonna go to America, and, like, I'm gonna go to the hood, and I'm gonna build, like, outreach centers, and I guess teach kids how to do computers? Or whatever How to fuck? Black Panther. Not even, like, no, he's not gonna fuck you that. <laughs> <laughs> At best well, there's a bit of an implication about calling a character, about, about, about teaching kids how to Black Panther in America. It doesn't work out well. Yeah, no, Quintel, bro, get your ass. But, no, the fucking, like, he's gonna do something. Again, it's the fucking Killmonger is like Killmonger is a hood nigga, and he was gonna do hood nigga shit. And Black Panther wears a suit, yeah, and he's gonna do suit nigga shit. He's gonna like, ah, oh, we'll build this center and we'll teach you how to capitalism better. And like, no, no, uh, uh, like, like, fuck you. Like, I mean, you know, you could do both. I'm, I'm okay with, I'm okay with like giving, giving black kids the opportunity to do either of those things. <sighs> It's the difficulty, and like eh. let them make their own choices about what they think is best. This is a this is when I, we were talking about Luke Cage, and that, and I say like, <laughs> there's a certain type of, and these movies should be made by, I guess these movies should be made by black people. There's a certain type of black man who <laughs> a cares about. That's right. That's right, Ellie. He knows what I'm talking about. Uh, listeners, that is dog for do more hood nigga shit. That's. <laughs> It's so, that's so exactly what the fuck it is. And like, he does some like, un- like, unquestionably, unrepentant, like, villainous shit. Like, and at the yeah. end of the day, like, he's a fictional character, so he was written to do that, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I will say that, generally speak, and as far as I can tell, because A, uh, Ryan Coogler and like, Michael B. Jordan are like, best buddies. Like, they've done all his movies together. And they've all, two of them have been about Oakland. So I think, at least one of them is a dude from Oakland, but I the, the 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 tone I get from the end result of this feels like it was written by a suitman, right? The same way with uh, Luke Cage, where like that was a like there's a lot of hood stuff around it, but it still feels like a suit nigga type of character. Like they turned him into yeah. that, and that's not necessarily yeah. who Luke Cage was. And, and and on the related front to that, like Black Lightning basically at several points is quoting Luke Cage in. With Tobias Whale. Like, they are putting the words of Luke Cage in Tobias Whale's mouth. So, right. you know, the- They're like, Black Lightning... Ugh, see, Black Lightning is a suit nigga. If Black Lightning does... Yeah, the character suit- is the character is a dude in a suit. He's a principal. He's, like, the most respectable dude in the world. It's very upper middle class, very, like, neoliberal type of shit. I worked and hard to get where I am. All that shit, right? The thing about people like that is, like, they exist, and, like, stories about them, like... And particularly, like, the meaningful differences between them is important. And this is why I'll always bring up fucking Icon. Because Icon was a black Republican Kryptonian, basically. And his whole story was this one teenage girl just following him him around going, Man, fuck you! Go do something! (laughs) Like, that's the whole... That's his origin story. Like, a hood hood nigga and his girlfriend broke into his house and, like accidentally exposed his powers and then she spent the rest of a week just chastising him for being rich and (laughs) (laughs) it's like Raquel just keeps following me around and calling me a sellout I guess I'll fight crime (laughs) (laughs) that's as good a motivation as any 
there's a, there's this aspect of these stories where for me to be like agree with you or like feel like you're and these are all stories that have messages. Yeah, stories black like, black media tends to have messages. Uh, I've seen some shit. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. But, but I mean, the stuff the stuff that white the stuff that white people finance, the stuff that like Marvel will get made. Like, yeah, I'm not surprised that the guy who made the Black Panther movie is is as you say a suit guy. I I don't know. If, like, I'm not sure if he is. Again, because he made fucking. Even if he's not, he's pretending to be one because he's working for. Disney. Yeah, no, like, someone was. Someone in the office Disney was. is the suits. Yeah. No, you're, like, that's, you're not even wrong with that. And, again, that's the thing. It it comes very close, but at the end of the day it says, nah, we should, you know, do the, re- you know, do the nice thing. It's Work like, by the system. Yeah. <laughs> Revolution's untidy. Yeah. Here's a weird thing about the whole deal, too, like. Thanos is about to come and, like, blow up every fucking thing. So, like, how much of that is gonna, like, you know? Like, they can just come back, like, a year later. Oh, Wakanda fixed everything with Wakanda technology because it was all blown up because of Thanos. So we don't have to think about that, right? Yeah. And, goes- and that right there is gonna be, like, the, the absolute optimal way you can handle that as a storytelling beat is to treat it like an immense tragedy. Mm. Like, to say hey, we almost had the solution to everything and we almost started listening to black people, but Thanos went and ruined it. And so now, because there's no material gain to it, we won't listen to black people, I guess. Ah! God, I just made myself depressed in my own example attempting to be hopeful. Get that hope get you. Uh, <laughs> yep. Hope in one hand. It's, okay. <laughs> Sorry, like, you don't have that expression? Is it like the bird in the hand in the bush? It- no, it's, it's hope in one hand and shit in the other and see which fills up faster. <laughs> okay then. <laughs> we're we're a we're a delicate culture. <laughs> don't 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 shit in me. Don't, don't no shit don't. It's not nice. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> and again <laughs> we get off track. <laughs> what the fuck? What track? <laughs> Where All right, so 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 let me so let me say as someone who's only getting Black Panther at the moment as filtered through other people. I absolutely love the sheer avalanche of thirst I am seeing for every character in this movie. Oh yeah, no, everybody's getting it. (laughs) What was the the line? Um, I think it was about M'Baku that someone's mother remarked he could get it. (laughs) Could get what? Uh, Prayed for, your father's here. Bye! (laughs) Again, the fucking... Fucking M'Baku! Who... (laughs) Ooh. Why, Mbaku? Mbaku? He's the character who, up until about a year ago, was known primarily as the Man Ape. No, he is that boy. I, no, ain't no Man Ape. <laughs> <laughs> that that's a name that's going away, I suspect. <laughs> and you know, you know, in like five years' time, someone is going to, in a really dumb way, someone's going to try and have a, a, a person who's meant to be a bad person refer to M'Baku as a man-ape and there's going to be this, like, you know, breaking the chains mode of, like, how dare you, that word, you know, rah, rah, rah. and it's like, no, don't, just, just, just pretend it never happened. Just don't ever bring it up. Here's the, like, the fucked up thing, right? Gorillas are fucking cool, man! Like, yeah! <laughs> like, it, racism stole gorillas from us, man. That fucking sucks. <laughs> so, so, so here's, here's the really, really weird thing about the origin of the word gorilla. All right, <laughs> gorilla 
started as a racial slur. You see what I mean? You see it? Yeah. Gorillas, uh, gorillas were just walking around in the jungle, being fucking badass as hell, and someone was like, let's ruin that. Let's well, yeah, that so up. so here's the thing, all right? The, the current language that's the closest to Phoenician that still exists is Telugu from um, Liberia. I'm I'm not in any way an expert on this stuff. I I've looked this stuff up, and it bears out. But I do not like do do not follow me off a cliff on this one. But it's just a wonderful example of the way uh, colonialism just does its shit on everything. Um, so the word gorilla was a Phoenician word <laughs> to describe West Africans, and Phoenicians were North Africans, and it basically means short, black, hairy people in in Telugu. So it was an insult. And then in the 17th century, when British dudes are, are, are doing their classification of animals and they find out about gorillas from Africa, they say, oh, this must be what that word gorilla refers to. <laughs> so gorillas, a perfectly cool animal, which has like, a, honestly, I'm, I'm, I have no idea any other language as a word for gorilla, but gorillas are a perfectly cool animal and we named them after a slur. Yeah, and like- then... In the modern era, that sl- that name is now being used as a different slur. <laughs> That's the fucking thing. Like, yeah. But you know what? Dude's fine. He's fine. He's gonna be alright. <laughs> yeah. If they I, keep casting him as someone hot, yeah. I'm interested to see, again, I'm interested to see what, like, Coates will do with him. And yeah. You know, it's, uh, I would like to see those other side books come back. Like, let's see how that works. Because those were actually interesting. Like, the crew was cool. And World of Wakanda, like... Again, the fucking book was called World of Wakanda. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. The lady who wrote that not getting invited? Ah, oh, that fucking hurt. Yeah. <laughs> Roxanne Gay. Straight up, that sucks. That's fucking I, I don't have any smart ass remarks on that. That's just awful. That fucking sucks. She got, Roxanne Gay got, like, yeah. <laughs> Did her dirty. That's not cool. Yeah. But, yeah. That fucking, so, <clears throat> yeah. Fucking so, I mean, different. obviously, obviously you liked it. Right, mm-hmm. the movie, mm-hmm. yeah, right. and, and because because nerds rank things like how how like do do you feel that this stands up next to you know the you know, Winter Soldier? Is it is it better than Civil oh, War? Yeah. Is it? Oh yeah, yeah. Uh, it's definitely at my top. Uh, I'd say I'd say um, Black Panther, Winter Soldier, uh, hmm, mm, Guardians of the Galaxy, or like maybe Guardians of the Galaxy two. And like, okay. rest, I guess Avengers and the rest of them, like that's no. that's really good. Yeah, I mean, I I haven't seen Guardians of the Galaxy two because I haven't seen Guardians of the Galaxy one, and I keep thinking, should I watch the first one first? I mean, it's like, a good movie. Yeah, it, but it's not also not on Netflix. Again, the holes in the canon on Netflix in Australia are deeply infuriating. It's part of what's made me such an avid watcher for um for for Black Lightning because Black Lightning's just there. Yeah, it's. It's there, and oh, you don't, I don't by the like, way, oh. I'm not gonna say they like took a week off because Black Panther was coming out, but they took a week off because Black Panther was coming out. <laughs> like I on a know. on a related note, um, uh, uh, of of uh, universes, we got into quite an extensive argument last night, like conversation last night about whether or not there are uh, like if you. If you take the entire DC TV series, movies, and everything that's currently going on, what in it is worth saving? And I argued that in the movies, there are two and a half characters worth hanging on to. But once you expand it to the TV series and you get Arrowverse and Black Lightning, that, like, number quadruples. 
which yeah, is no, really a bad sign. It's just, again, they built their TV up the way Marvel built up their movie. And <laughs> DC built their movies yeah. the way Marvel built up their TV. <laughs> yeah. Like, I... I heard one rumor that Agents of Shield is going to be put put out to pasture, and they're bringing in like a Wakandan spies TV series. I think that's just like I don't even think that's a rumor. I think that's just like someone doing a pitch. Like maybe I I hope like if that if that's a pitch, I hope like hell they fucking go for it because oh my god, I want to watch that. That would be so cool. I, I even now like like. Oh god! Like there is shield is going on right now, isn't it? Like they're probably yeah. doing they're probably doing some kind of Wakanda shit on that show. Um, kinda, kinda not. Um, as I understand it, the current situation with Shield is um the audience has shrunk to the point where the only thing that the audience seems to care about is Shield continuity. So it's you know why did such and such betray something else? It's it's like become it's become the parody of superhero uh soap opera that we often joke about superheroes being. But you know, I, I'm not watching it, so you know, don't trust me on that one. Look, they, fuck, they use, like, they use they, Ghost Rider. They use Ghost Rider and the fucking Darkhold. It, it, it's actually almost what? an insult when you see someone show up on Agents of Shield because it's a tacit admission that this character doesn't matter enough that they're ever going to want them in the movies. Ah, oh, man, like, hey, maybe we could get. Oh God, like we could have gotten some like variation of like Dwayne McDuffie's fucking. Uh, like uh, Deathlock, but nah, mm-hmm. he's just he's just he's just the guy with the weird face and the robot arm on the shield. In in Agents of Shield, they could put Next Wave. <laughs> wow, you must hate Next Wave. <laughs> no, I think that that's the level of respect Agents of Shield deserves. <laughs> just just have just have Aaron Stack turn up and start demanding beer. Um. Yeah. So so yeah the the uh, Black Black Panther very deforming like very very big deal yeah well we'll Seems see re- we'll see right because like there's some like Marvel movie formula stuff three men you know yeah but like I don't it it work just makes it you know it works fine it 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 really would only be a problem in that context if you see mm-hmm. every fucking Marvel movie and you're like oh wait I recognize this but on its own it's great in that regard and there's not a lot you need to pick up on yeah Yeah, and also like as a as a structure this has laid a lot of groundwork like if Mbaku shows up and has like his awesome his own little awesome mini movie like that's not gonna surprise anyone no one's gonna be like well why the fuck does this guy deserve a movie they're gonna be like oh no he's Mbaku he's cool I see I like the man but I doubt he's like his own oh he's he's not gonna carry anything like that but um (laughs) but no yeah uh, though, though that is reminding me of someone with editing uh, the, the, that screen cap from Get Out. It's like, oh yeah, I loved uh, Black Panther. <laughs> <laughs> oh god, fucking, fucking, <laughs> that guy ran all the way to Wakanda. He got the fuck out. <laughs> but he could not. And, and uh, <laughs> someone else pointed out that uh, Michael B. Jordan, former Flash, sorry, for- formerly a human torch. Which, by the way, I, I feel legitimately sad about that. I would have really loved to see, you know, the dynamics of, 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 a, of a Storm family that was different than ordinary white bread 1960s. That you movie know. was not going to give yeah, nah. you any of that. No, 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 no. And, and that movie fucked up Doctor Doom, which is amazing. Because Doctor Doom is like the most unfuckupable uh, villain of all time. Because you, you're normally, when you're like screenwriting a villain... 
you have to be like, all right, well, I can't just have the villains storm in and say, and here is my villainous plan to destroy you all and like set the tension. Except you fucking can do that when it's Doctor Doom because that's what he does. That's who he is as a person. Like, he's the easiest villain to keep in character because he's basically your screenwriter notes. Anyway. Uh, so, uh, my God. That, the shit, like, the, the beef that T'Challa and Doom have had would... I can't even imagine that, like, in this context. Again, because this T'Challa's way more human, right? Like... Yeah. And he's not the super ultra, like annoying batman motherfucker that he is in the comics so and like that guy fights doom and that guy like fights namor yeah you know that guy's boring (laughs) so like on on a on a related note to this uh i actually did hear one thing that had me worried about like black panther like months ago months and months and months ago where someone didn't show but mentioned that they wanted a gif of that bit from the trailer with the fist bump and I envisioned, like, oh, God, no, they're making T'Challa do fist bumps in an attempt. Like, if that doesn't come across as, like, awkward dad trying to be cool with the youths, then they'll have fucked it up. No, no, no. And, that, no, that's just the Wakandan salute. Like, everybody does yeah, that. Yeah, yeah, it's, 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 it's not a fist bump, and it's not, like, it's not a handshake. It's not a... Uh, this is going to sound silly. It's not a black thing. It's a Wakanda thing. And seeing him do that with a friend and look at his expression on his face as he did it, like, that is, like, some of the most humanizing thing I have ever seen. And again, I, my, my knowledge of T'Challa is 20 years old, so well, obviously... You know, like, Shuri does that to him. Like, Shuri does that... It's funny, right? Because you have um, Queen Ramonda, his mom, she's playing by Angela Bassett. And Angela Bassett does a good job, but he doesn't do much of a job, right? Like, yeah. she, ha- she, shows, she, she does a thing, and supposedly there's a four She just lost her husband. Let her grieve. Yeah. <laughs> But like it's like four of, years ago now. All of his humanizing shit happens with his sister. And all the, like, like she she fucks with him. She, like, actually, like... Nice. Like, booby traps the fucking... Like, we learn how the suit works by... She's like, no, go ahead, hit the suit. He's like, what? Hit it, what? Boom. Okay, cool, do it again. Pow! Uh, like, just go on YouTube. <laughs> oh, like, that's wonderful. And she's like, the fuck is this? Like, he, he's got her on YouTube. He's like, No. <laughs> Uh, I'm gonna have so much fun with this character. She sounds great. Yeah, yeah. I again, I I want to see how she if she goes from because you know what's weird is that again this is that idea that Marvel feels they need to like make take steps to do magic stuff. You know? Yeah, yeah. Like they're not willing to accept that their universe just it's got Doctor Strange in it. Just yeah, just no, let it. That be was a the whole thing. Place. They had to they had to make a movie that goes this really magic, and they did a whole Agents of Shield season of like oh no we're making it out to be a big deal like y'all could have just had the magic bro you didn't have to fucking explain it or some shit just do it and you have thor you have fucking thor and i mean a lot of this groundwork already exists but in in black panther he goes to the fucking spirit world and it's just like no that they go three times they go to the spirit world three times it's just a thing you do like it's like no okay you become the Black Panther, you take the herb, we bury you, go talk to the dead. You know, Black That's uh, normal. T'Challa does it once, and then, you know, he gets fucked up and has to, like, do it again. But in between those, Killmonger does it, and he talks to his dead dad. And he literally turns into the child that found his dad dead. And the cool thing, like, so when T'Challa goes to the spirit world, it looks like, you know, an African plane and there's trees. And all of the previous generations of Black Panthers are actual panthers like hanging out in the trees you know drop down morphing the people kill that's does cool it. 
he goes to the apartment that he found his dad in, and oh, you can that's see, also cool. you can see like the actual like alien spirit world sky outside, and mm. he's just walking around looking at all the stuff and opening up the stuff, and then he turns around, and there's his dad, and they they have this conversation, and you know, you know, he's just his dad just says, you know, what, you know, what, you're not gonna cry for me, you're not gonna feel for me. It's like, yo, man, people die all the time, and then after that, he destroys all the herb, and I've heard different reasons for that, but for me. I feel like that just fucked him up really bad. Like, he had yeah. that experience, and he's become so hard. Like, he doesn't mentally turn into a child. He turns into the child. And then when he snaps back, and he's, you know, he's not little Eric anymore. He's Killmarger, and he's talking all hard. And he wakes up, and he says, just, just burn all this shit down. And it sounds like, oh, I don't want anybody to gain superpowers to fight me. I just think he doesn't want to ever have those feelings again. And so yeah. he just, like, clammed up and said, no, 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 destroy it all. Because, like, fuck, that was too much, that was too humanizing for me. I, I, I'm the killmonger. I fuck shit up. I don't, I don't yeah. cry to my dad. So, no. Yeah, and never. that sounds like, a, that sounds like a really cool way to have handled that whole sequence. I, I really, like, there, I, I, I talk about, like, landscapes and schema and all that stuff. You can't build a schema out of one example. So if they had in this movie only one time where anyone went to the spirit realm at all, it would be like, okay, so that's, as we understand it, what the spirit realm looks like. There's this idea called the narrative momentum, which is unless otherwise shown, things can be assumed to be in the state they were last left, right? So, you know, it, the end of Evangelion, Shinji is still on the beach. Like, that's that's how that movie ends. We have no reason to assume anything changes. Um, and in the case of the spirit realm, if they had had one sequence where they were like, okay, we're going to show T'Challa going to the spirit realm, and here's the spirit realm, because that's how the spirit realm looks, that would be it. But by showing Killmonger going to the spirit realm and having such a different experience, they're just able to immediately throw that out the window and say, no, no, the spirit realm is very changeable. And they they don't bend over backwards to, like, make it fit with anything. They just go, no, we did the thing. We had the ceremony. We gave him the herb. Get buried. It's time to do your thing. Right? That's it. We're just going to do it. And they don't build it up. They don't just, it's like, we're there now. And now we know something that happens, like you said. And then when we do it again, because... You know, Killmarger is the Black Panther now, so you have to do the thing. You go in, and mm -hmm. it, they do. This is the sort of thing I feel like I've seen before, but I can't quite remember where. Just the idea of, well, we all know that this is a fucked up situation, but these are the rules, so we're gonna deal with it. And you get that with Okoye. She's like, I'm the Dora Milaje. I, I have to do this. You know, it's like, but, right? <laughs> and she's great. And I mean, I have all this pre-established like affection for Denai Guerrero because she's Michonne and I honestly ought to be kind of bitter at her because I because she's there I followed Walking Dead way past it they got you again they got you again you could have not been good you could have been awful and then I wouldn't have to deal with that bullshit good there. Yep. I guess I can forgive you because you're good here but mm, mm. <laughs> got a lot to make up to <laughs> But no, no, no. She's on, on, on a warning. She's great, but she's also like I, I again. She's like Angela Bassett, where I feel like they didn't do enough stuff with her, like meaningful stuff. But she's cool. She's great fight scenes. There's a moment that comes at the end where uh, Daniel Kaluuya's character Wakabi, like they talk and they're like, "Oh, you're going to fight me, my love." And I'm like, "Who's love? What's up? Who's you? <laughs> Y'all were a thing, I get. Uh, rhinos, sure." Like, I don't, <laughs> yeah, the rhinos come in and like cut that moment in half. And I'm like, I guess, cause they didn't give her enough. And I, I, a lot of her, her individual stuff must've been on the cutting room floor 
because she's a great like bodyguard and she has good lines. She kills a man with a wig at one point, and that's fantastic. Um, just awesome stuff. But it's just like that she does like she she has plot points she she does, but I don't know. I feel like there wasn't enough. I want more of her. I wanted more, and I feel like I didn't get enough of mm-hmm. that. Where it's like I feel like I got enough of Nakia. I got enough. I got a lot, enough of Shuri. But like I wanted more Ramonda. I wanted more more Okoye because by the I way, smell Jesus something. Christ, there. Angela Bassett is sixty. Yeah, dude, she was fucking. No fucking she way. Fucking coffee. Am I misremembering? Um, like her her uh, her early work is was in nineteen eighty five. Okay, yeah, so she wasn't coffee. She yeah, like I I'm I'm not I'm not trying to I'm sorry. It's just like oh my god, that woman is sixty. She looks amazing. Like my gut read, looking at her, would be like, "Yeah, she can't play. She can't play T'Challa's mum. She's like five years older than him." Yeah, well, she gave. Yeah, they gave her the big white hair. Oh, okay, yeah, that'll you know, you know, makeup will do anything. But still, like, holy shit! <laughs> Sorry, I know, I know it's, I know it's a bit gross to be sitting here judging a woman's appearance, but I'm just kind of dazed by it. I'm not, I'm not like you know, well, this commodity is acceptable. Oh man, the, the <laughs> I just remember this one part in the comics where she was like, she was giving fucking uh, Spectrum a hard time. Because <laughs> they her and T'Challa were dating, it's just like, well, surely you've killed something at some point. Right? I mean, it's like Somewhere. cows, right? I mean, we we we're warriors. We kill things. Did you not, really? Are you sure you want to date my son? Like, <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. Boba, it's like fucking somebody gets chopped up. It's like, all right, you take him. I'll take the legs, and we'll run. It's like. What if, like, I've, I've carried severed limbs before. Stop bitching. Let's run. I'm like, <laughs> I'm, a, I'm a 60-year-old woman. I don't have time. <laughs> Again, so that was in the movie. She's, you know, she's just the wise mother. She's just kind of there. This, this might be also a, a, a landmine situation, because they do do that in some of these movies. Like, they, they might have more for her to do later. I The thing is, like, it's everyone's acting the hell out of their parts. And I just feel like there's missing parts because you can tell, like, yo, there's something. Like, again, that whole fucking scene because, like, you have the dude, Wakabi, right? And his whole direction was pretty, like, I understood it. But the fact that there was supposed to be a relationship between him and Mikoye was just, like, out of left field. Everything I know about Wakabi from the movie comes out, okay, uh, again, we say back in the beginning that uh, Killmarga's dad got Claw into Wakanda and that's how he got like the vibrating, the vibrating that he was selling in uh, Age of Ultron that, you know, he got robbed and his arm chopped off for. Um, you know, that happened way back in the 90s and apparently he's just been living off that shit for like 20 years, you know? Uh, although you could probably make a lot of money some vibrating. So, yeah. But um, Makabe's family died because he comes from like the outside tribe. He comes from like the face tribe, like the people who live outside the big thing and they just farm so that when you come to Wakanda, you see... Wakabi's people, and I, what's weird about that is they domesticate rhinos, and there's a big rhino fight at the end, and I'm like, you know, if I was just to walk by and see the rhino, they're like, oh, this is our pet rhino, I'm like, that's not our fucking pet, what is this? This whole fucking thing is suspicious, (laughs) because rhinos are always angry, the fuck are you doing? What's behind that mouth? I would immediately become suspicious. (laughs) Well, like, uh, I, I know I've used this phrase a lot, but rhinos are territorial, and territorial is a word that nature takes very seriously. I, like, I, I cannot, if you, but whatever, that's what he does. And, you know, you know, his parents die by Claw's hand, and when 
T'Challa says, hey, we're going out to get Claw. And he's like, you fuck him up. You fuck him up. <laughs> <laughs> and if you don't, you bring him back here and I'll fuck him up. And he's like, I got you. I'll do it. And then he fails because Killmarger like breaks him out. They catch him. It's an amazing fight scene with like car chase scene where we learn that Wakandans don't like to sit inside cars, apparently. Like everybody's <laughs> on top of cars. And the one person who was in the car is like, oh, this is not working. I need to get on top of the car. And she jumps out and gets on top of the car. Like, what the fuck do y'all not like sitting down? <laughs> and I don't see there's, there's like, by the way, I'm, I'm going to see if I can sell to my supervisor on the PhD a, uh, a, a you know, hey, you could do a thing about the materiality of, of culture and their relationship to the technology of spaces and see if I can convince him to say that, yeah, yeah, they totally didn't like the car because, like, Wakandan's relationship to the materiality of their own bodily space and technology is different. I, I'm going to see if I can. Uh, I'm going to see if I can swing that now. I didn't see nary a car in Wakanda. I, I saw like. Well, why ships, would you? They have flying ships. And yeah. I saw rhinos. I saw people walking around. I don't think they. I think they just think cars are bullshit. I don't know. Well, okay. So, so here's 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 another example of like technology and culture. All right. The the two cultures in the world that have the most like intense positive relationship to cars are probably Saudi Arabia and uh, America. Right. And in America, there's all this romance about having a car, and cars symbolize freedom and whatnot. But if you look at how cars are advertised in countries like Japan and, and, and Britain, they tend to be, this is small and convenient, and, and uh, you know, it, it, it will save you money, and it will make your life easier, rather than, this will be your big dick, all right? So, I think it is entirely possible that Wakanda is a culture small enough and with a good enough, like, public transport network of some variety and, like, flying cars and shit and just general attitudes towards moving in space that means Wakandans look at cars and just like, why the fuck do you need this? What the fuck is this for? <laughs> like, that might actually be part of the culture Matter invisibly fact, created the by these does decisions. When the movie starts is he attacks some cars. <laughs> yep. And, and when, when we first... Want when when the when the Marvel movies very first want to show T'Challa uh, in a in a pressured unhappy environment, they don't show him in the UN. They show him in a car. Fucking. <laughs> this is this is invisible ink. This is probably not intentional, but the recurrent use of the motif can create a detail about the character, and I think that is super interesting and cool. Anyway. So Black 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 Panther's pretty good, huh? <laughs> yeah. Fuck. Y'all go watch the movie, yo. Yeah. Go have fun. I'm gonna see if I can see it in the theaters because that's you know the lot. So the last two movies I saw in the theaters were uh, Deadpool and Zootopia. So yeah, I think this one definitely deserves to be up there with that by the sound of things. I think the last one, Wonder Woman. I I still haven't seen Wonder Woman. Wonder Woman's pretty good. Wonder Woman's pretty damn good. It's the best DC movie. Of no debate there. Yeah, but the second best DC movie is Man of Steel. That's that's a step down, no matter there, where you're coming from. Sir, there are a lot of good animate good animated DC movies, right? Under the Red Hood is the second best. Yeah, 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 yeah. But, but but the but the live action DC universe. By the way, that that list of two and a half characters worth saving uh, gets bumped to three if I assume that Wonder Woman's worth keeping. Wait. Because I haven't, I haven't seen. Wait, then who is it? <laughs> yeah, he assumed. Wait. So yeah, yeah, yeah. Who is this list? Okay, so here, here, real, real quick, bonus list. I think, one, Margot Robbie's Harley Quinn. 
She does an excellent job of carrying off that character. I really like it. It's a different take on the character, and it doesn't involve making the character look inhuman. It makes her look odd, and it gives her an expressiveness, but she isn't like a fucking sex doll the way that she is in in, um, uh, some other, like the Harlequin uh, artwork, Mm -hmm. right? You do have to find some way to, I don't know, bury Jared Leto in concrete, because, yeah. Anyway, um, but the half is Will Smith's Deadshot, as directly connected to Harley Quinn. Okay. Because the dynamic those two had was actually quite nice. There was no reason for it to exist. They didn't do anything to cause it. It was nonsense in story, but actually watching them interact, those two actors have good chemistry, and I liked it. It's still one and a half. Well, it's one and, set, one and three quarters, really, because the other three quarters is, I want Ben Affleck to play Batman in a good movie. That poor bastard. He loves Batman and he has never gotten a chance to do it well because he's been given probably the worst Batman movie that exists. I don't know. Like man. I feel I feel you pretty confident the, on that one. You haven't seen the killing. No, well I, I am admittedly putting the live action and uh animated movies in different lanes on this. So yeah, you're right. I haven't seen the killing joke, and the killing joke is probably much worse. I've I've heard the plot beats of that. I would definitely uh argue that that is a okay. bad story. Okay, let's be real, like the, the worst thing about the killing joke is just that first half. Like, first, not even the first half. It's like the first, like, fourth? Yeah, the, the Barbara-scented section. Right. The rest of it is just the killing joke. A little flatter. Yeah. Because, and you know, and And in motion, which ruins the killing joke. Yeah, I think they could have. I don't think they did, but I think they Anyway. Okay, so... We're falling no, we're, we're, we're in this now. We're in this now. The killing joke uses so much of its frames really densely like the sheer level of detail put into all the backgrounds and that means that when they do those shots right at the end with no background it really feels like the whole world has fallen away and you get this massive attention to detail kind of thing and all sorts of background information and you can it it, it really is in my opinion and one of the most excellent uses of the comic frame and that's how Moore does it, and I like the way Moore does it. So I know I'm carrying a bias here because he does it in Watchmen, he does it in um, uh, the Horny Sex Magic um, series, whose name currently escapes me. Promethea. Um, Promethea. Oh, I thought uh, she was talking it... about the weird Lovecraft porn one. No, no, no. In, in, in Promethea, Promethea is um, uh, 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 Alan Moore as well, and he does the same thing, where every single panel is just crammed to the gills with background detail that you will miss if you Cramming in the gills you it. say hmm are we sure we're not talking about the other comic <laughs> packed to the gills is the sequel to the shape of water anyway um but like yeah that that i don't think it was a good idea to make the killing joke into something animated unless you had something really smart and new to do it and they totally didn't so yeah uh i'm really excited to see black panther clay um Clay apparently quite enjoyed Black Panther. I think I think I got that message. <laughs> yeah, man. Like for me, fuck, dude. I went because I, I it was gonna be an, like a thing, and I wanted to see the people. I, I I'm disappointed that people didn't fucking like go nuts while I was there. Like everybody was really calm and respectful. No one barked at any white people. I was like, oh, no <laughs> you kill me out here. <laughs> Barks at white people is going to be a thing I'm Googling regularly now. <laughs> Don't. You know, just, 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 just set up a Google news alert for barked at white people. <laughs> but yeah, the, uh, the whole thing seems very exciting, and I have mostly been enjoying it as a secondary culture thing, such as watching the racists and jackholes on uh, Reddit's overflow imager whine that, oh, why are people so excited about Black Panther? It's just a superhero movie. Oh, oh. 
Okay, you know what? Actually, so. Yeah? For several months now, you've heard me <sighs> be not one of those motherfuckers, but the specific type of motherfucker that I am. And, you know, about the first. And yep, yep. Let's, Eric? Let's get into some details here. One, right? I'm always mildly worried when, like, uh, the new character, a black character gets a push. Because I've been here before. I saw them fucking shit on Eric. I saw them go, oh, we're going to give him a shitty book and see how it does and then cancel it. Oh, we're going to, like, just fucking shut the whole franchise down. You know, Spider-Man has been, like, five motherfuckers. But, oh, we're not going to use Wesley. So that's it. I do feel the character got served bad. And I, it's part of why I look at Cyborg. It's like, yeah, Cyborg's going to get fucking bladed. Watch. Like, <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Like even if his the, the the infrastructure around that character wasn't crumbling to shit, like he's gonna fucking get god man. The minute any other fucking character takes off, right? Yep, yep. Oh, don't don't don't. I I'm trying not to speculate about the incredibly unhappy future of the DC cinematic universe, especially because now they've got these TV series that I care about, and their movies are all gonna heck it up. Oh yeah, because. They they just they're just gonna drop they're gonna they're gonna drop a turd in the punch bowl and run and I'm really worried about that and yeah this this means that you know cyborg cyborg I I honest to God kind of wonder because you have Black Lightning the TV series showing a degree of awareness about the messages and themes of Luke Cage that Luke Cage didn't have and I I'm just deeply worried that the cyborg movie is gonna feature a moment where he turns and looks at Gal Gadot and says. Shut up. See. Shut the fuck up. No, shut up. <laughs> it took me a goddamn... You tried to sneak that shit on me. Fuck you. <laughs> but that's the kind of tone that the movies have. It's so embarrassing. The TV series have got people who seem to give a crap, and the 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 movies seem to be made by ninnies. But that's, the, like, that's when I... Again, I am an actual, legitimate fan of Blade. I am not one of those motherfuckers who comes out cool. Oh, well, y'all didn't turn up. I don't care. I don't fucking... I turned up for Black Panther, all right? This is not a fucking bitterness thing about, like... It's a... I'm unhappy that a thing I like was mishandled and forgotten and shoved to the wayside. Yeah. Yeah. And, and, you know, that that is a very legitimate thing. I, I, I feel, like, for as much... For as much as I like teasing you about Blade, I, I kind of one day want to do like a go deep on the Blade movies at some point because the Blade movies. Man, fuck a movie. Y'all, this... y'all stay about movies. That's the thing that gets me. It's like, okay, look, movies. Cool. I haven't collected 17 years of comics of Blade, man. I have, however, watched three movies and I have something to say about them. <laughs> and I don't want to be sitting here saying, well, the comics that I haven't read clearly indicate. <laughs> Nigga, I want to get up here and talk about Bible John and which compasses and shit like that <laughs> nobody nobody knows bible john <laughs> i was gonna say i i think you'll find his name was ernesto but that's a different comic that i was raised on and it's fucked up <laughs> oh man but no it's 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 god you know what the worst so they're relaunching again right yep and yep they are and they're you know trying to it's been like two months and they're relaunching the relaunch and there's this vague implication of like, oh, we're going back to what you wanted. Like, you know, here's, you know, Cap and Thor and I, all those guys back, you know, Hulk's back, Iron Man's back and Thor's back and yada yada. 
I really, really, really do not want some motherfucker to be like, hey, you know who we could probably get, like, on our side with this sort of approach? With, like, we could probably get Hoteps with us if we just bring... Uh, if we make... Like, if he becomes Zach, right? Uh, Think about it. Because there's a... There's, I, I spoke it into the world and now it might happen, you know? Akira Yashin is in the roof. He hears it and is like, yeah. <laughs> yeah, we could we could make a reactionary Blade character and get all those people who don't actually fucking like or care about Blade but are like protest by his book and get some money. Like, Ugh, I don't want that. I'd rather him stay gone. <laughs> Why do you do these things to yourself? This is like Rule 34. The second you actually say it, you know, it, ex- it, it, it comes into existence somewhere. Oh, man. <laughs> It's it's fine. It's fine because most white people just view him as like rad. It's like cool black guy with a sword and I don't have anything else. So <laughs> no there all there no is a really me. funny thing you can tell like you can tell that there are three times you will see people put blade in anything, right? And there are people who clearly have no idea who he is. There are people who watched the movies and there are the people who've read the comics. And the people who've read the comics like, you know, Don't they will actually the reference the comics. <laughs> they, they, you know, it's you, basically clay. You mean you'll Mark also Wolfman. See occasion- you mean Mark Wolfman, the guy who wrote him. If it's not him, it ain't happening. Yeah, but, like, I, I have seen someone mention, um, you know, thro- throwing throwing everyone into the tomb like it's Blade. I'm like, oh, okay, yeah, that's actually a reference to a comic. I, I, I get that. Uh, but you will also get the people who've only seen the movies, in which case he talks like Wesley Snipes. Uh, and that's what happens in, in Robot Chicken. Uh, when he shows up, oh, and, yeah. you know, I know, I know it's Robot Chicken. Don't you know? You you can feel free to at me, but understand that I know. I I, I have my shame already. All right, yeah. you're not. It's okay. That you're not fixing shame. anything. That shows a shame yeah. itself enough already. Yeah. Um. But you then also get the people who somehow know of Blade, but have clearly no idea about Blade. Like when Ben Shapiro was trying to say, "Oh yes, well, why aren't they happy with Blade? Like, what's the movie about, man?" What? Tell, tell me, tell like, like, uh, what was it? Like someone saying that Catwoman, you know, <laughs> you know, why, why weren't they happy with Catwoman? Fucking name two things that happened in that movie. Um, <laughs> she like twerks while playing basketball, and then she steals some stuff uh-huh. and returns it. Oh god, god. Ah, <laughs> uh, you know what fucks me up on that? Hmm? I've seen Catwoman and I don't remember that. She was playing basketball with a guy, and she was like running her ass on the dude. Remember that? And they, I remember, I remember sexy her. Um, ugh, I'm I'm not comfortable with that in a, in a whole lot of ways. Um, I I remember, um, I, I remember her trying to make a big thing out of ruining a bar by spraying milk everywhere. Like, yeah, you go, you. Anyway, the the point is, the point is that uh, you know, this thing is going to make a whole bunch of racists really mad, and in the end, isn't that worthwhile? Oh, Just man. on its own. Yeah. yeah. So worth it. This is why we bark, folks. This is why we bark. This is, this is why, yeah. <laughs> that, 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 by the way, is a, that, that's a non-inclusive we. I do not think that if I bark at anyone, it's going to go well. It's not supposed to go well. <laughs> <laughs> I, I'm referencing that movie I haven't seen that's referencing a culture that I'm definitely not part of. <laughs> I don't know where to get barked at in this equation. Yeah. <laughs> it's really weird. <laughs> this is like an aerobics of barking girl niggas. <laughs> anyway, uh, yeah, I, 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 it seems good. 
We have mentioned now. We have now mentioned Blade. The podcast can be over. <laughs> anyway, that was from the rooftops of podcast about superheroes and happy February. Yes. Now take us away, Dead Mike. I'm black, y'all, and I'm black, y'all, and I'm blacker than black, and I'm black, y'all, and I'm black, y'all, and I'm black, y'all, and I'm blacker than black, and I'm black, y'all. I'm black, blacker than black, black, I'm blacker than black, yo, because I'm black and I'm black. Yo, I'm black and I'm black, y'all, and I'm blacker than black, and I'm black, y'all, and I'm black, y'all, and I'm black, y'all, and I'm blacker than black, and I'm black, y'all, and I'm blacker than black, 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 black. Oh, and uh, the Punisher fucking sucks.